Back here, 8 o'clock. Actually, past 8 o'clock. I can't believe this, dude. I'm dead serious. Like, it's been a long day. For those of you that supported me throughout the day, I appreciate that. We had a fun time on Fox 4 uh, this morning. Gave out some Valentines. Don't know if you saw that. If you missed it, you can go to my Twitter. I gave all three uh, anchors a Valentine. Kristen Holloway, Carly Ritter, and Nick Vassos. And they were clever. I put some heart and soul into those big baddies. You know what I mean? I saw your post on Twitter. I was like, uh oh, look at look at uh Dusty over here trying to get some brownie points before Valentine's Day with just, Fox Four. You know, just trying to be the crown jewel, baby. You know, that's the name. You gotta lean into it. You'll get your nickname eventually. And when you do, you better lean into it. Cause don't create your own. That's the only advice I give you. Don't create your own nickname. Just let it happen. Well, I had I had the longest one for the longest time, I should say. Mm-hmm. Fesco just called me JT the board. Mm. And then we played Cincinnati, and I guess both Bob and Josh knew a guy named JT the board for Cincinnati. And so they're like, oh, we got to. Buried and gone. And so Bob figured out my last name, and he's like, wow, I never knew that was his last name. That's wild. Yeah, dude. No doubt about it. Uh, Somebody said, what did you think of the Niners fans booing even when Chiefs players weren't celebrating? Love it. Feed me more. Yeah, of course. Uh, Speaking of feed me, feed me the out of left field question music. We do it every night at 8 o'clock. The out of left field question. And don't forget, I've just put my order in. Jefferson's, right? I just put my order in. Nick, the price is right. You hear him on Monday nights with myself. 50% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610SPORTS. Limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. Also, big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community of Credit Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Have you ever heard a sentence with more C's in your life? No. (laughs) That is tough, man. Got to pay it. Tonight's out of left field question. If you could bring one dish or whatever it is, an item, food, drink, whatever, to a Super Bowl party to get a positive and uplifted reaction from the crowd... That's at the party. What is it? What food item or what item do you bring to a Super Bowl to elevate and really knock the socks off of everybody at that party? 913-586-7610. JT, you know the rules. I do. You want to hit lead off or you want to hit in the two hole? So Tuesday I passed it off to you. Mm -hmm. I think I can handle this one going first. Go ahead. So if it wasn't a party, I'll tell you this. My my go-to dish, if it's not a party, it's like a casual dinner. Mm -hmm. I make a mean homemade shrimp alfredo. Oh. oh, it is from scratch and everything. My girlfriend's like, yo, I found a chef that can cook and talk sports. Oh. She, she's like, man, everything. But for a party, mm-hmm. I make it, I'll make homemade pinwheels. Okay. I love me some pinwheels. What's I think the, the ingredients? I, I do. So there's these, uh, this jar my mom has found that I fell in love with. It's called sweet red pepper relish. Mm-hmm. I'll put that with some mayo and cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Slather that on. Then that's put, your base. That's the base. Okay. Then I'll put ham mm-hmm. and bacon mm. with shredded Kobe Jack cheese in the middle. And then roll those and up. And roll cut those. Them, yep. Put them in the Tupperware facing up. Yep. And then they're gone. And they're gone. There you go. 816 says shrimp dip. Okay. Like shrimp cocktail? That's what they said. Cream cheese, cocktail sauce, shrimp, black olives, green onions, shredded mozzarella, and cheddar cheese served with Doritos. What kind of Doritos? Right? What kind of Doritos? Cool Ranch. We go with the with the Thai chili. 
No, give me the oh, is the Thai chili the purple bag? Is that, yeah, yeah, the oh, sweet I like chili. The sweet chili, chili. yeah, is? yeah, Oof, man, so good. I did that in some cream cheese just by itself. I'm like, yo, that is those so are good. tough, dude. Those are tough Doritos. Um, my stepmom, who, who this is her favorite segment, she said a good slab of smoked and sauced ribs. I did those last year for the AFC Championship game. And they're a hit. I don't. I don't brag much about my food making. Maybe I do, um, but I can make a mean rack of ribs. I was taught a very interesting process on how to do them. It's called the three-two-one process. And the way I do my ribs, I soak them in yellow mustard the night before, and throw seasoning on top. You'll never taste the mustard. Trust me. It's more of an acidic. Oh, for okay. The bone. Okay. So you you coat the the ribs with yellow mustard both sides. Whatever seasoning you like, you throw that over the top, soak it. I mean, just cover it. Put them in the fridge overnight, let them sit. Next morning, three hours on your smoker or on your grill, indirect heat, on 250 to 225. And then two hours covered with a little bit of pineapple juice or apple juice. And then the last hour, you spray them, cover, spray them, cover. Sauce them, take them off, let them rest. Ribs, baby. But if I had to bring a dish that everybody had to be like, oh, hey, what's this? I, my friends, I believe, have a very good guacamole. Not a guac fan, huh? Uh, no. And my guacamole, I found out throughout the years, has been very popular. Because that's the sort of dish at a Super Bowl that the Super Bowl being at 530, not everybody wants to eat. Right at 5.30. Some people want to eat at 5. Some people want to eat at 4. Some people want to eat after the game. You keep that that guacamole there. I add a little bit of spice, a little bit of minced garlic, a little bit of lime juice, fresh lime juice, a little bit of salt and pepper, a can of spicy Rotel or the Chipotle Rotel, a little diced red onion. Mix that up. Get it all nice and creamy, and you're just hitting it all day, man. You're just scooping it. Every time I take it home, all that's left is just smears of old guacamole that used to be in there. I'll rock your world with some guacamole, and it's kind of healthy. And guacamole is healthy. Avocados. Yep, it's my, a good trans fat. My uh, my dad and youngest brother love guacamole and avocados. Mm. The rest of the family, the three other of us, do not care for the green stuff. Yeah, but hey, I mean, I mean, if you make a mean one, I trust you that you do. So, because uh, uh, then you could put that on anything, right? You could put it with chips. You like, could put it with the tortillas. Like you get whatever. a little, you get a little housed, or you get a little funky from the cabbage. You know the cabbage that ends up in like a, a wrap that's like goes. In, you know what I mean? The devil's lettuce. Some people call it. You start putting guacamole on your pepperoni pizza. You're like, man, this is really elevated. You got some potato skins that maybe you thought were already elevated, and you put a dollop of, of, of guacamole on that, daddy. You get a pinwheel. You put a little smear of guacamole on it. Guacamole, man, it can go with anything except maybe like ice cream. I don't know if I'd go that far. Nine I'm sorry, I can't could. do it with pop tarts. No way. Oh, I bet you could. Uh, I can't. I bet you could. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. What is your dish that you're going to get everyone to go? Whoa! At the Super Bowl party, somebody says from the eight one six Buffalo Chicken Dip. I like a good Buffalo Chicken Dip, but I'm weird. I like when you finish it off with the blue cheese crumbles on top. Nope. I want do it to, not. I want it to stank. Stop. I want it to stank. I really do. Uh, from the 913 crab dip. Oh, man. Crab dip's good. With a little pita chip? Yeah. Or a triscuit? Oh. I love triscuits. 
Triscuits are good. I'll eat Triscuits till my, my mouth is raw. Somebody says to me, 816, smoked old fashions. Now, I respect that. Not everybody's a whiskey drinker, and I understand that. So you'd think, like, oh, man, you're going to spend all night making drinks. No, 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 no. There's going to be a lot of people like, whiskey? Ooh, no. Or there's going to be that one guy who's going to be like, ooh, I'll take one. And then you're going to hear his wife be like, Ed, no more than one. Stick to the White Claws or stick to the light beer. You know what happens when you get old-fashioned. Somebody says smoked bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers from the 816. Yes, please. I I mean. You just got to be careful because you know what we all do? You know the mistake we all do? Ooh, are those jalapeno poppers? And you bite in that thing, and it just squirts right on your mouth, and then boom, you're burnt. And I've done that 50,000 times. Uh, I want to know what the uh, 417, (laughs) do you see the 417? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, Yeah. From the 913, it's my son's third birthday, so he will get attention until 530. I love him to death, but go Chiefs. Happy birthday to that 913 listener. What a time to be alive. Third birthday, second Super Bowl. <laughs> be nice. Must yeah. be nice. Right. I had to wait till what? My 16th birthday to see them in the AFC championship? Yeah, Mahomes is about to have as many, if he wins, about to have more, about to have the same amount of rings as years alive as that kid. Put that into perspective. That's wild. That's wild. 913 crack chicken dip. I don't know what that is. I know there's some people that make this thing called, like, street corn dip. So good. Oh, so good. There's a lot of, like, it's it's kind of goopy. If you make it right, because I made it, actually, it was weird. Uh-huh. I made it in my culinary class in high school. If you make it right, mm-hmm. it's nice and thick, and, oh, man, it is it right. is delicious. Somebody from the 913 says, you can't go wrong with a good hamburger Rotel cheese dip. I'll tell you how to make that better, and I found this out from my buddy Shane. You do a half pound of beef and a half pound of Italian sausage, and mix it into your hotel. No beans. Don't put any refried beans in it. That'll thicken it up. But you put a little half pound of like a Jamaica sausage, half pound of, of uh, ground beef. Oh, so good. Somebody from the 785. Very simple pulled pork with Hawaiian buns. Always a good one. And always gone. There's not a King's Hawaiian recipe that I will turn my nose against. There really isn't. I love those things. They're so great. Like those old school snacks that like maybe people's parents would make where they put like turkey cheese in like a German mustard and then paint the top with like a garlic butter, throw them in the oven and cut them up and it's just little sliders. Oh, those things disappear quick. I see them all over TikTok. Like they'll cut it mm-hmm. like the whole, like you bring out the whole container and then they'll cut it in half and they'll make sliders out of it. I'm like, how did I never think of this before TikTok even showed up? Yeah. Also, um, the I love the 913, the brown sugar sprinkled bacon wrapped smokies. Mm. I've never had grape jelly with those. Mm. Be interesting. I, I, I'm not a big uh, jelly fan with my biscuit sandwiches for breakfast. Okay. So have you are you a big fan of that? Um, what is it again? Sorry. Like the jelly with your breakfast sandwich, your biscuits? No, I don't do that. Okay, I don't like me sweet neither. and salty. Okay, yeah, same. I'm not like that kind of guy. Yeah. I don't like, I take that back. I don't like severe sweet and salty. Like, I like the trail mix kind of thing where you got the M&Ms yeah, and then uh, and the yeah. raisins. Yep. I don't like like salted caramel or like chocolate dipped pretzels or stuff like that. But I do like like a pineapple brat with mustard or like pineapple on my pizza, which is more of an acidic than it is sweet and spicy. Southwest chicken pinwheels. Anything that says Southwest and then chicken, I'm always a fan of. Okay. Like Southwestern egg rolls or like Southwestern pasta. Yeah. Like, Have you ever had chilies? 
Been to Chili's in a while? Not a while, but I used to always get the buffalo chicken sandwich. They have now Southwest egg rolls. Ooh, those can't be good for you, but they're probably really <laughs> They're delicious. not good for you, yeah. but they're dang good. Also, Oof. I forgot to say, my dipping sauce that I use for my pinwheels, mm-hmm. a chipotle, it's like a chipotle aioli. Mm. So good. Love that. Spicy cheese balls. There's a Stewie McBrews down in downtown Lee Summit. They have a thing called spicy balls, and they're pepper jack balls that are deep fried. Insane, dude. Oh man, insane! That's that sounds it's, really good. It's ridiculous. When me and my uh, girlfriend we went up to Omaha to go to the zoo once, and I yeah. forgot what restaurant we went to, but they served giant stuffed tater tots, mm-hmm. pepper jack cheese, bacon. I mean, you had all the goods inside, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This cannot be good for me, but I'm yeah. gonna eat so it's many." One of these. day you're splurge. Right, right. Neil from Lone Jack says. Meatball garlic knots. He said he sent a picture to my Twitter. I'll have to look at that during the break. Anything garlic knots, sign me up. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Brown sugar, sprinkled bacon wrapped smokies with a grape jelly glaze, baked money, fire, 913. That's, That's what you were yeah, that was about. the one yeah. I was talking about. Rotel dip with Jimmy Dean hot sausage. Mm. Jimmy oh. Dean. There you go. Also, have you ever, I'm assuming you've had the frozen uh, bagel bites? Oh, yeah. Put them in the air fryer. They're, yep. they're even better. Mm-hmm. Pizza rolls in the air fryer better. Better. But homemade ones? Oh, man. Cheese balls with smoked cheese. I love my mom. God rest her soul. She used to make an amazing cheese ball. Like the, like the, not oh, the yeah. cooked one or the, like the cold one. Nah, man. She'd make one like cold. Okay. And yeah. like roll it up and all that sort of thing. So it had like the meat inside it and stuff, like mm-hmm. the sliced ham. Oh, those yeah. are always and a it hit. It had like the almonds, like the sliver uh-huh. almonds on the outside, mm. like red onion, with, and always with like ch- triscuits or wheat thins. Yeah, 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 yep. Oh, God. So good. Smoked queso, always great. You cannot go wrong with queso. <laughs> mm. my, my, my parents have this like uh, three separate crock pot, which is. Mm-hmm. They'll put smokies, meatballs, and then queso in one. I'm like, yo, what a what a what a trio to have. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That is the out of left field question. 913-586-7610. What is your go-to Super Bowl dish that makes everybody at the party go, whoa? 816. Legend Likens has my wife and daughter cracking up. One love, brother. No, one love, my man. No doubt about it. I'm glad I'm getting more. I'm getting families. We're getting women. We're going to try to get ladies night after football season. We're getting everybody involved here on After Hours. One thing I want to do is I want to rehash what we led with, which is overconfidence and arrogance can be kind of flawed when it comes to resumes and experience. I'll explain why. That's JT No, I'm Dusty Likens. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Talking about you, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. From the 720. I don't know why this makes me laugh, but it's funny. Y'all don't like grape jelly on breakfast sandwiches because y'all white. Us black folks got to have strawberry or grape jelly on all breakfast sandwiches. The fact that he knows I'm white just says too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I remember a lot of times we'd have like uh, fried chicken dinners and we'd have like biscuits or we had something that would have some sort of involvement with jelly, whether it be breakfast or not. Every time my stepdad would put butter and grape or strawberry jelly on his biscuit, whether we had breakfast or we had like rolls or something with chicken dinners or we had some sort of like, you know, ham and rolls every time for dessert was butter jelly. I just never got into it. Nah, see, I'm a butter honey. I love Mm. honey. Yeah. 
I feel like now we're going to get a text back that says white people love honey. I also love, I think my thing is, I love strawberry preserves. And I don't know the definition or the difference between what a preserve is versus jelly. Am I missing something that's obvious? Not going to lie, I don't know what the difference is. I don't, but I know that homemade strawberry preserves will make your toes curl. That's a fact. Whenever you got KFC back in the day, did you always do the butter and honey biscuit at the end of the meal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Their butter was, like, liquefied when you got it. Just, like, like, yeah. Weird. Crack Smokies. Best Super Bowl app. Little Smokies wrapped in bacon, brown sugar, over the top, then bake. Everclear Jello shots are food, right? If they win. Jello shots are like a secret assassin. They just come up out of nowhere, and you're just, boop. What happened to me? Those three Jello shots you took in 25 minutes is what happened to you. Yep, 913, white people love honey. I'm done. I can't. I can't, yep. man. Agreed. Preserves over jelly. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you know anybody who makes strawberry preserves, and I know two, you send them my way. I'll let you come in and do 10 minutes of radio on how you make your preserves. You just bring me in a little mason jar. You know what I mean? Somebody says, brie cheese smothered with apricot preserves, broil until almost bubbly, then top it with sliced almonds, then broil until almonds are nice and toasty. Serve with water crackers or whatever. What is a water cracker? Aren't those those little, like... Isn't that water chestnuts? No, like, aren't they the octagon-looking things? I thought that those were oyster crackers. Oh, okay, maybe they are. I, have no idea. I don't know. I mean, what I are think, they called? He, the text line said water crackers. I thought they were water chestnuts or oyster crackers. I'm making pork belly burn in. Stop it. Stop Yum. it. That's just meat candy. Made them last year and we took home a trophy. So we're going to keep the good luck going. Do it. Oh, those water crackers are like, oh, I looked them up. They're like really thin mm-hmm. and they look, I've, I've had them before. Like they're uh cars mm-hmm. table, water crackers. They, uh, those are so dehydrated. I, I can't stand them. Mm-hmm. If you look them up, you'll, I, I feel like you would understand what I'm trying to talk about, but they're, I don't like them. Somebody says, you mean to tell me that they be putting jelly on them at griddles? I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like putting jelly on your pancake at that point. Yeah. Because isn't the McGriddle the one that has like the syrup drops in the, yep. in the McMuffin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't do that. I really don't eat a whole lot of like fast food breakfast anyway. You forget how quick it is to make breakfast. It takes like five minutes to make an omelet. The toughest part about the omelet is just getting that flip. Uh, the toughest part about this Super Bowl is that we are all coined as arrogant, cocky, overconfident fans. Are we? Are we 913-586-7610? Are we overconfident? Are we cocky? Are we a little, you know, overzealous of the situation that is? The answer to that is no. I'll answer it for you. I'll be honest with you. It's no. And the quite simplistic reasoning for this is because you have experience, you have a resume, and you have a past, which is kind of tied into the experience, right? There is a difference in arrogance versus experience, or there's a difference in cockiness versus confidence. I've been told my whole life, Dusty Likens, that guy's arrogant. No, I think I'm just confident. I feel like I can go into any room in a house and I can strike up a conversation with anyone and everyone. 
there's going to be some people that aren't going to like me, and that's fair. I can normally read that. But there's going to be some people that be like, I don't know who this guy is, but by God, is he interesting. Because I don't know what's going to come out of his mouth next. That's because I've done it before. I know what I'm doing. I know the situation. I can read a room more often than not. When it comes to this football team and the, the critics who can, like Stephen A. Smith, can kiss my ass, it's not arrogance, right? And it's not necessarily like, oh, yeah, we've done this before. We don't. It's not. And the Chiefs aren't arrogant. They're not an arrogant team. They're not an over-cocky team. They're a confident team. This isn't their first rodeo, if you want cliches. This isn't the first time they played in the Super Bowl. This also isn't the first time they played San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and it's not the first time they've been an underdog in the Super Bowl. In fact, if you want to give it more relevance, this will be their third consecutive playoff game that they are underdogs, and it will be the fifth in their last six games. They were underdogs in the AFC Championship game last year against the Cincinnati Bengals. They were underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. They were underdogs against Buffalo. They were underdogs against Baltimore, and they're underdogs against San Francisco. If anything, the Chiefs deserve to be arrogant. Why? Their quarterback as an underdog is 10-1-1. Andy Reid is a two-time Super Bowl champion coach. Remember when Andy Reid first got here, everybody's biggest concern was, can he ever figure out time management? Seems like he's got it figured out. Now, if San Francisco were to be the guys on the other side, be like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. We know what we're doing. We, this is just another game. That's arrogance. They don't have the resume or the backdrop to be like, oh, yeah, we know what we're doing. Because if anything, your coach doesn't know what he's doing in this game. Your coach panics. There is a history of that. And I think the greatest thing about this is that people are finding ways to think the Chiefs are arrogant. And that's what I think is playing into the villain, right? Like you hear the audio of Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones when the crowd is booing. And uh, it's, it's been absolute. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up. Make me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> I love the booze more than I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. And the reason why I think Travis Kelsey says he loves the booze more than the cheers is because the booze, you're trying too hard to force something that's not there. The Chiefs are not an arrogant team. They are a confident team. The Chiefs are not trying to overhype themselves. That is the crowd. That are that audio you hear is from Monday night. Those boos are from Raiders fans and probably a select San Francisco 49ers fans, right? They don't like you. Why? Because you always win because they know you're good. And the only way to try to get you to not be good is to try to get in your head. And they're not going to do that. Baltimore, right? Remember how arrogant they were against the Chiefs. They were starting fights on the sidelines. Pre-game, the guy that started... The sideline fight, number 10 for Baltimore, is the one who gave up the MVS catch to seal the deal to send them to the Super Bowl. To give you a more obvious situation, you remember when Zay Flowers flexed over Legereus Sneed? You know what happened a a few short plays later? Zay Flowers fumbled the ball and fumbled their season to go to the Super Bowl. Facts. The Chiefs didn't. The Chiefs didn't say anything about that. Travis Kelsey was getting in the heads by just nodding his head. Guess what happened? Kyle Van Noy headbutted Travis Kelsey. He knows what he can do to push your buttons. That's not arrogance. That's confidence that he knows that he can get into your mind and be rent-free and cause you to go somewhere else other than an AFC championship game when it comes to mindset. So boo all you want. Call him the villain. But the reason you're doing that is because you're tired of them winning. 
The reason people boo the Patriots is because they cheated. There's no denying that. The New England Patriots got caught doing things that were considered cheating. We know this. They tampered. They spied. They deflated. What have the Kansas City Chiefs done except win? Oh, but they get all the calls. They got a lot of calls against them, too. They get holding calls. You know who the most penalized team was in the NFL this year? The Kansas City Chiefs. You know who led the league in the most drops this year? The Kansas City Chiefs. You know who represents the AFC in the Super Bowl this year? The Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up on the other side, I want to dive more into what this defense is and why I trust, why I trust that Steve Spagnola and that saying is exactly what will be on a lot of plaques if the Chiefs can raise up another Lombardi trophy. That's JT Noah. I'm Dusty Likens. This is After Hours. Welcome to the Circle show there. You got to get this. You got to get this planted in your day every day going into Sunday. The other thing I like to do is bring up Instagram knowledge. You ready for this one, Mr. I'm in a relationship, JT? Cannot wait. The way someone fits you into their schedule says a lot about what they think of you. That's another bit I want to do. I want to do like uh, like a 10-minute segment of like Instagram quotes and how they affect you. Someone who fits you into their schedule shows you a lot of what they think about you. If I love you, I will make it work. If I give you the, eh, let's play it by ear. We'll see how busy we are. Yeah. Subtle sign. Dusty, let me talk to you. The crown jewel. That's right. I'm listening. It's Super Bowl Red Friday. Furious George and Stone Cold Jones will reap havoc on the D-line. Trent Williams better eat a light lunch because we given him all that work. Go Chiefs. Hey, Dusty. Hi. Dusty, you're the hidden gem of 610. Thank you. I had a female listener tell me that, and then she introduced this show to five other women, and she said they all love me too. So much love in the world. Dan and Casey K chimes in. Hi, Dusty. I will have a big dinner box pizza Veggie for me and pepperoni for my roommate. I got natural light beer. What Bink's favorite? What's Bink's favorite beer? He said tonight it was Irish Ale when he joined us at six thirty. So the Chiefs win when he gets home from doing his post game show for about four hours into the wee hours of the morning. He's cracking open an Irish Ale, and I can guarantee you he'll be the only. Well, I can't say that. I bet he's one of few that will be drinking an Irish Ale at four in the morning. But God bless Jay Binkley. Um. I think this is interesting when someone who just brings in uh, Trent Williams, thanks for recognizing the new name, the crown jewel. Appreciate it. Um, I think it's interesting when you think about Trent Williams, who's the best left tackle in football, right? You kind of consider that. Why go against it? Why try to force your hand when you don't necessarily need to? Let him have his side. Stack the other side up with Karloftis and Chris Jones, Right. And a lot of people would say, well, then you're going to forfeit the blind side. In this situation with Brock Purdy, who doesn't, according to the track record and what Jay Binkley told us, who is dialed into sports all the time, especially football, Brock Purdy will make mistakes. And I have a belief that if you're able to sack Brock Purdy three times and force him to throw an interception, the Chiefs win this game. 
because the way the Chiefs have played and the way their defense is, if the Chiefs get an extra possession in either half, you have to think they're going to capitalize. And the way that they've developed this offense and the defenses that they've played, Buffalo's a damn good defense. The Baltimore Ravens, they are that defense. And the Kansas City Chiefs and the way that they run that three-man shuffle, right? Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. The way they run that with the belief in the knowing that they have in their defense and what they have in the in spags we trust, you'd have to think that this team will be just fine. And I believe that when you put all of this together, a team like San Francisco with a quarterback like Brock Purdy, who is good. So for all those people that are in San Francisco chiming into Kansas City Sports Radio, you have on record that I'm telling you that I believe that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. But I also believe that I've watched Mahomes enough in playoff games where he has, what, three losses? New England, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. Those are the three he has in the playoffs, three losses. He's one win away from being probably the second greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. I have to think that in Spags I Trust, I think that you go with the schematic scheme that is bring it in on the right side. Let him see it. See what he does. I think a lot of what Brock Purdy is going to do is first read. He's got the athleticism on the outside in Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. And with the way that this defense can move and the way that this defense can scheme and with the trust that they have in Spags and the excellence that they have in every single unit on the field, I have to think that if you show him the pressure, it will still alter his decision. Whereas, like, if Patrick Mahomes were to see the pressure, he's going to know exactly where to go if that's there. That's right, right? That's that's fair that you're showing your hand. But again, again, sometimes that's not all that bad. I've played many poker rounds with some of my friends that will say the hell with it when they have a pocket pair that's high. Say they have pocket kings. They'll just flip it up, place their bet, and say, Call if you want. You know what I have. And a lot of those times, somebody will be like, oh, I've got an ace-10. I've got an over. I'll call that. And the Kings will win. They knew they had the better hand. They showed you the better hand, and they still won. Now, are you going to get got sometimes? Maybe. But it will be limited because a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, no way. Not a chance. And the best part that you can do for your defense that's been electric, that's been amazing the entire single season, is that you have trust in it, and Spags you trust. And even if San Francisco does tinker with something that maybe Spags doesn't see right off the shoot, we can trust that he can adjust. You look at the numbers in the playoffs so far this season. This team has averaged 13 points in the playoffs in three games allowed. And in the second half, which is where the trust comes in from Spags, in the second half, they're allowing an average of three, which means whatever you throw at them, Spagnuolo is going to go back in the locker room at halftime and he's going to take that away. And he's going to hope that you can think too much, too hard, and you're going to go against your game plan. And so far, it's worked with Miami, it's worked with Buffalo, and it's worked with Baltimore. 
Baltimore was the number one running team in the NFL. They never ran the ball at all against Kansas City. Buffalo, they had a system. They were throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. Josh Allen was rushing the ball, and then Josh Allen tried to do something more. He tried to do something to elevate his game, elevate the production of the offense. didn't work. And now you play a team in San Francisco who has a stud wide receiver one and a stud wide receiver two, a stud tight end one, and a stud RB one. Do they have a stud quarterback? I'm not sure. He's good, but I don't know if he's a stud. And the Chiefs just made the MVP of the league, who was crowned that last night, two weeks ago, not look like the MVP. And now they'll go up against the Offensive Player of the Year. That's led by Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. That's not a shot. That's just what his nickname is, I think. And you have to think that in this game, with the way that the offense has redesigned itself and re-characterized itself as a fluent game management, trusted offense, that you know they already trust the defense because the number one saying all year for the Kansas City Chiefs is in Spags we trust. I can't believe it. It's 845. We've got to get to a break, and we've got to wrap this show up. We'll set you up for the rest of the weekend, give you all the information you need, plus we'll get into my final thoughts. It's a good one. It's a family-oriented love one that I'm super happy to see because the guy's a Kansas City guy. That all coming up next on the other side. You're listening after Aaron 610 Sports Radio. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo Cup. I lift you up. Proceed to party. Final segment here. RIP to Toby Keith. Had to do it. I had to do it. Because you know the Red Solo Cups are going to be out in about Sunday evening. Yeah. I hope they are. From the 816, Dusty, let's go till midnight. Man, I got to sleep, bro. I got to get some sort of shut-eye. But don't worry. Don't worry. Set your alarms. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. I think that's what the piece of paper says, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then JT and Chris Unicero will take over from 1 to 3. So you get a little uh, Super Bowl Eve, as we are currently on Super Bowl Eve Eve um, tonight. As we uh, as we slowly creep towards that nine o'clock hour, I appreciate you want us to go till midnight. That means you want more. You want more. You know what I mean? Dustman Niners have got given up six touchdowns in two games. We've given up five in three games. And Spags, we trust win fifty eight four fifty eight. Neil and Lone Jack. Neil, I promise you this. We didn't take a lot of phone calls at all tonight. We didn't take any. You got all day tomorrow and all day Sunday, and I promise you we'll take your phone calls. Tonight's just a fast programmed show. Like I said, it's already almost 9 o'clock. We got to get off the air. I got to go home, put on a little documentary, fall asleep, get up, come right back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. 913 586 7610. Somebody says, why is the over-under on Chris Jones' sacks a third? Most bet prop bet currently. I don't know. Bet it. Then when Chris Jones gets a sack, rip your shirt off and chug a beer. Or take a shot at tequila. I found out I like tequila a little too much. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's just really good. I don't get stupid, but I like tequila a little too much. One time, this girl uh, bought me a shot 
And I said, what is it? She said, tequila. I said, okay. And it was vodka because she didn't like tequila. Surprise. I was like, why did that taste like rubbing alcohol? That wasn't tequila. And then she just smiled and said, nope, it sure wasn't. And that was cute. Um, my final thoughts tonight. This is really awesome. Um, this is a first this year in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if anybody else saw this or not, but um, one thing that I thought was interesting was Kevin Harlan, right? We all are familiar with Kevin Harlan. We know who that is. Former Chiefs broadcaster, also has some of the better calls that we've ever heard in football. We remember the simultaneous calls, right, with the Miami game versus the uh, was the it was the Miami Patriots game, Chiefs game. They were going at the same time, and when he did that, that was amazing. And this time, this year, Kevin Harlan and his daughter will both be on the call for the Super Bowl. That's never happened before. And one thing that's great about sports is that throughout time, there's always something that runs into each other, and that is life. Right, We remember Kingervy Jr. and Kingervy Sr. hit home runs in the same game. That was awesome. Right, it just Stuff like that doesn't happen very often. And there's been times, and there probably will be a time here shortly, where we'll see one more of those father-son or father-daughter type things, which is we're probably going to see a point in the NBA where LeBron and Bronny are going to be on the same court at some point. Now, some people are like, ah, no, he's going to retire before that happens. Or you're going to say, oh, well, his son's not as – that's not the point. The point is that life eventually catches up to everybody, and at some point that happens, just like there might be at some point where Charlie Woods is playing in a major tournament and so is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods might not be good anymore, but there's still the chance they're going to do that. And the fact that Kevin Harlan and his daughter are both doing what they love, which is – broadcasting sports, what's a better way to celebrate family than on the biggest stage doing something you love and doing it together? That's awesome. That's what it's all about. I love hating sports, but I also love family ties and some sort of nuggets like that that end up working themselves out. And Kevin Harlan and his daughter, who will be calling the Super Bowl at the same time, is pretty special. That's awesome. That I mean, that's that's probably like Kevin Harlem's like top dream. Like, holy crap, it's happening. We're calling the Super Bowl together. Yeah. You've heard Ian Eagle and his son calling games uh, together before, talking about how they're in the broadcast industry. But this is something different. This is the Super Bowl, and you're getting to do it with your daughter. Right. That that, that that's got to touch home to heart. And the Kansas City Star did an article about it. Um, her name is Olivia Harlan Decker. And they desired to follow in her father's footsteps, took route when she was just in Shawnee Mission East High School roughly 15 years ago. And now they'll have an opportunity to do the greatest thing in the world of sports, which is the Super Bowl, at least here in the United States. Father kid. So I'll get a soft spot for that. But uh, I also have a soft spot for you all because you all make this show work. I appreciate it. This has been a very fun ride. We've got two more days to continue pre-Super Bowl talk, and hopefully after it's all over, we will, you know, have post-Super Bowl talk. We better have post-Super Bowl talk. Whether it be good or bad, we got to have some. Right.
From the A16, Dusty, last year we were rebuilding. This year we are having a dream year. What happens if they actually what happens if they're actually good? They are good. Last I checked, 11 and 6 in the NFL is a damn good record. Winning your division for an eighth consecutive year is a damn good thing. Going to your sixth consecutive AFC championship thing's good. From the 316, Dusty is the reason nobody 26 to 79 ain't got game in Lee Summit. <laughs> Fair enough. Not only that, the A16 says it's with his daughter and their hometown team. That is awesome. No doubt about it. Praise be. Love family. Love your kids. Kids are special. Don't let anybody take that away from you. JT, thanks for all your help tonight, man. I appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll it's call, always fun. We'll call you Sunday. You Let's go. Let's go. We'll call you Sunday. Uh, to everybody out there, thanks to Jay Binkley. Thanks to the text line. Thanks to all of you. Neil, Dan, everybody, G-Baby, everybody that chimed in. Again, go do nice things for people. It's cool to care. If you do something nice for somebody, it could change their day, week, month, or year. Stay safe and stay kind, Kansas City. I will talk to you tomorrow starting at 10 a.m., and then I'll talk to you again on Sunday starting at 9 a.m. For JT, I'm Dusty Likens. Kansas City, have a great Friday night. Get ready. You have a very big game in two days. I love you, Kansas City. Have a good night.